Well, good evening, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to C Conversations from the C-Suite. We will, of course, begin broadcasting promptly at 9.30 p.m. And I just wanted to take a few minutes to ask you to share this out to your network, to your pages and your groups, because we're going to have a great conversation tonight, as we always do about emotional health but we want to make sure that we are not talking to ourselves so i always ask you to tap into the power of three please share this out to at least three people or invite at least three people to enjoy to join us on the broadcast tonight because we're going to have a great conversation from the c-suite and you don't want to miss it and you want to make sure that you invite someone who could benefit from it. And of course, grab your favorite beverage and get ready to have a great conversation in the C-suite. So I'm going to take a few minutes to share it out and we'll I'll be back promptly at 9.30 for our another episode of Conversations from the C-suite, the Girlfriend's Guide to Getting to Your C-suite. So hang tight and in fight. All right, I'll be back in a little bit. Well, I'm not going to really go anywhere. I'll be right here, but the broadcast will start in a little bit at 930. So make sure, tap into the power of three and invite at least three people, share it to at least three groups, because we want to make sure that we are having a great conversation today. All right. So I'm just going to take a few minutes and do this myself here. I'm going to tap into the power of three as well. All right. Well, it is 9.30 p.m. and that means it is time to have conversations from the C-suite. So I am Dr. Stephanie D. Barnes, your host, and it is my pleasure to have you this evening for another episode of Conversations from the C-suite. And of course, I am the CEO of C-Suite Women's Network, where I help women and a few good men to be the CEOs of their lives so they can be better CEOs of their businesses. So every woman needs to be the CEO of her life. She needs to have a seat at the table and not only have her seat, but to create a seat for others. Because there is power when women gather, which is why we're gonna have powerful conversations in the C-suite. So Conversations from the C-suite is a power-packed hour that provides women a platform to share their business and career experiences because life doesn't stop when we leave the office, when we leave our business, our C-suite is with us all the time. And here in the C-suite, we work to elevate mindsets and to compel women to take actions because CEOs don't just watch things happen, they make things happen. And the C-suite is that 
and of course, you know, in a traditional company, a C-suite is where all the decisions are made. And the C-suite of your life is where you make the decision to create the life you desire and deserve. So we want to make sure that we're having powerful conversations, that we're taking powerful actions so that we can truly be at the head of our table and make the decisions that we desire and deserve. So I am so excited, y'all. We had an awesome, fantastic, fantabulous, fabulous inaugural episode where we asked the question uh, or talked about, you know, for colored girls or for CEO girls who've had enough when the hustle, uh, who have considered suicide when the hustle's enough. And y'all have not... Uh, I'm just so excited. I can hardly talk, but I'm going to get myself together because, you know, a CEO got to be able to present, got to be able to talk. But anyway, we had such a great time, such a great, powerful conversation that we're going to continue this conversation with none other than the awesome CEO, Sheila Rivers. Now, remember here in the C-suite, we want you to feel something, get motivated. We want you to learn something, be educated. But most of all, we want you to do something. So we're always going to talk about action-oriented strategies because CEOs make things happen. A CEO's power is in her CEO moves. We want you to create circles of influence. We want you to educate and empower yourself for elevation and operationalize what you learn so that you can optimize your outcome. You see, that's your CEO move. All right. So, of course, this is indeed a conversation. So don't just sit there watching. Please join in the conversation. Make sure that you put your comments in the feed. If you have questions, we are going to have an opportunity for you to participate in this conversation. So don't, don't just sit there. You can include your comment or your question in the comment box and we will ask your questions. I'm going to come back to that later on so you know specifically when we will get to that because even though Sheila Rivers and I are going to have an awesome conversation, we want you to be a part of it too. So, you know, whether you are, whether you report to a CEO or you are the CEO of a business, you are the CEO of your life. And so we want to talk about strategies that help you to capitalize your greatest and most powerful asset, and that is the power of choice to create extraordinary outcomes in your business, your life, career, and beyond. So are you ready? Are you ready to enter the C-suite? I know we've got somebody awesome in the lobby who is ready to join the C-suite. And today, you know, we are asking the question, are your feelings funking up your life, right? Are your feelings funking up your life? Because, you know, Sometimes being in our feelings can have us feeling the funk. And we want to explore the self-discovery of being emotionally healthy. You know, because our emotions can break us or make us as CEOs. And one of the great things about women in particular, because we tend to be very in touch with our emotions is it makes us great nurturers, which makes us great transformational leaders. But when you are all in your feelings and you're unable to deal with them in a healthy way, and that has a whole spectrum, that's what we're going to talk about tonight, you know, it can work against you and get you off of your path 
to the C-suite. So that's what we want to talk about tonight on this episode of Conversations from the C-suite. So I'm going to bring up my girl, Sheila Rivers, from the lobby so that she can join us. And I hope you got your favorite beverage because remember, this is a conversation. You always have my wine. So whatever your beverage is, I do hope that you are join us and i'm gonna make sure i have her name up here correctly all right so we are going to bring sheila to the stage hello sheila how you doing girl amazing it's oh. it's amazing monday we're doing great we are doing all great right. wonderful 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 well hopefully y'all that are on here now had a chance to hear her last week and i will say if you didn't get a chance to see last week's episode, you can always go to www.csweetwomen.tv. So csweetwomen.tv, that's where you can catch the replays if you don't get a chance to catch them on Facebook Live and you want to go back and listen to them because we had a powerhouse conversation last week on last episode. And I just want to reintroduce to some, introduce to others, none other than Sheila Rivers. She is a licensed certified social worker and she is a powerhouse CEO in her own right. The mother of five children, she homeschooled. My thank you know of all the things she's done. That's the thing I'm the most impressed with because I don't know me and my children wouldn't make it. But but she has her own business. She is a psychotherapist and is currently pursuing her PhD. So if you ever want to see how it's done, our guest tonight is a living example because she's doing a lot of things that many of us want to do, many of us are doing, and it's all about making those CEO moves. And so I am so glad to have you here tonight, Sheila. Welcome to the C-Suite. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you, Thank you so much. Our circle so can last. Um, we're, we're ready to get started. We don't want to waste any time. Yes, yes, yes. Well, we know we always want to start out with the who, the what, and the why. And of course, I've shared a little bit through your bio, but tell us who is the real Sheila Rivers? Who are you? What do you really do? And why do you make CEO moves? Um, again, uh, I am Dr. Stephanie Barnes actually introduced me very well. Thank you so very much. And um, I am a licensed certified social worker. I also have a master's in uh, public health, presently working on my doctorate degree in social work uh, through Tulane University. Um, so I am right now working toward the clinical project and um, the power of empowerment is, is the title of the uh, clinical project that I'll be working on as a publication. So um, what, what we do, uh, I am the CEO of River Psychotherapy Services, located here in Gulfport, 2218 18th Street, Gulfport, Mississippi. Um, and I have recently decided to go full time as in a matter of 18 months, I have grown so much so that I don't even have enough time to work another job. We are here full time. In fact, we just had a two hour meeting with the staff before I came on here planning for um, for, for 2019 and to be in business for 18 months in private practice, uh, we, we are looking at um, projecting a million dollars 
of revenue for 2019. We're gonna speak it, we're gonna see it, we're gonna plan it. We 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 do that. Do that, yes. And you know, and, and I hope that you hear what she's saying. We're gonna get into our topic, but it's it's really important you hear what she's saying. She's truly making CEO moves, y'all. She took the leap. But she didn't just walk out on faith without any preparation. She did the work. She has put in the, the time and she is continuously developing strategies for where she's going for. And that's what CEOs do. So I just always want to point that out because, you know, a lot of times we don't really give ourselves credit for the CEO moves that we make. And Sheila, if nobody else is, has told you, girl, you are making CEO moves. All right. So, so with that, let's let's get into our, our topic for the for tonight. Yes. We want to talk about emotional health. On the last episode, we really dove into you know mental wellness, mental health, and the things that we have to do to keep ourselves healthy. And so, you know, a lot of times when we think about health, you know, we we get physical health, we get heart health. We get, you know, all the different things that are associated with, you know, our physical bodies. But a lot of times we we overlook those aspects that that aren't completely tangible, our mental wealth. And now tonight we're talking about our emotional health. So if you wouldn't mind, just start out by telling us you what the heck is that? What is emotional health? Emotional health is being able to balance all of those in one, okay? Because our emotional health affects everything. Mm -hmm. um, it affects our mind, our body, our, our soul, our finance. Um, so emotional health is, 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 is kind of the glue that holds all of that together. Um, so the, the goal is to harmonize your state of being so you can effortlessly create the life that you want with emotional health. So if your emotional health is stable, there's a better chance or probability that the that other areas in your life are stable. So if I'm not emotionally stressed, then mm -hmm. I may not tend to eat as much. Mm -hmm. Okay. I can I can focus on being healthy in my body if that stress is not there. Usually, mm -hmm. you know, if some of us are stress eaters. Some of us, if I'm emotionally healthy, then depression is not present or anxiety is not present. Mm -hmm. okay? So the, the emotional health kind of holds all of that together. That's the glue for us that kind of holds our holistic well-being together. Okay. And, you know, I, I always think about, you know, of course, you know, I know how to work out my body if I want to maintain my personal, I mean, my, my physical health, you know, I can do some exercise, I can alter my, my, um, my diet, maybe, maybe, maybe cut back on the wine, but anyway, um, you know, they're, they're not. <laughs> or not, you know, it's quite, well, not quite obvious, but it's, it's fairly easy for us to understand the concept of say, working out your body to improve your, your physical health. How do you work out your emotions? I mean, how do you do that to maintain emotional health? How does that work? Regulating your emotions. I want to talk about the neurological piece of this just a little bit on our um, 
automatic nervous system, the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous system, that fight or flight that we have sometimes that's there. Um, and, and because if we have been under so much stress for a long period of time, and I'm going to try and try and make this kind of elementary, that yeah, break kind it of, down for us, break it down, you know, that, that fight or flight gets stuck. Mm-hmm. And so our body tends to respond to different things based on what our norm is. So if our norm is always high stress, high pressure, mm-hmm. we're always on the go, we're not sleeping, we're not taking care of ourselves, then that fight or flight gets stuck on always being, that's our norm stress mm-hmm. level. So mm-hmm. whereas, you know, being calm, relaxing, you know, I was having a problem with the lighting in here. I said, we don't even have adequate lighting because everything we do in here is by lamps. Uh-huh. A calming atmosphere yeah. that when even when we're here at work in the office or when someone walks in, we want to create an emotional state of some kind of zen or a, just a, a deep sigh when you walk in the door to say, so how many times in your day do you have that sense of peace of emotional health where there's a, a heavy sigh and you're at peace with yourself. You know, you can always see a positive versus a negative. We're going to get to talk a little bit more about cognitive distortions with that emotional health. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, that fight or flight plays a huge part yeah. in our emotional health. And how do we control that? Yeah. Um, how do we control that peace? Yeah. Um, and being recognizing that where we are sometimes is dysfunction mm-hmm. that, again, we go back to that chaos. It's comfortable yes. being, uh, with that unhealthy state of being. Right. So fight or flight would be my first thing. Um, cognitive distortions would be second. That's kind of the way we think. And dysfunctional thought process um, that creates that emotion. Um, mind chatter. That's what I call that negative self-talk mm-hmm. uh, that creates an emotional out of well-being. Because what you tell yourself, then that's what you become. That's what you emotionally yeah. um, start, start to process for yourself. So um, being emotionally healthy consists of several different components. There's not one piece. Mm-hmm. Like a diet, if you, you know, diet and exercise to lose weight. Right. There's, there's, there's so many different components to emotional health. There's a physiological side um, also and uh, a thought process piece that goes with it. Um, and so we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about these different pieces, especially that cognitive distortion piece. Okay. Because, you know, when you, when you think about, because, you know, when you were talking about your um, your office, for example, and how because you're creating this atmosphere of zen, this atmosphere of calmness, because obviously if you're going to your therapist's office, you want it to be a place where you feel relaxed, where you feel good, where you feel calm. Uh, but how, you know, in our daily lives, you know, it's how do we create an environment that is going to help us to cultivate emotional health? A good emotional health, healthy emotional health. <laughs> okay, um, and this is why this is practice that I, I'm gonna be transparent again. Um, this is what I had to do 
is one, I disconnect, first thing, disconnect your environment. You have a clear environment of dysfunctional people. Mm-hmm. Dysfunctional things, chaos. If I walk into my house and this dishes in the sink, that doesn't necessarily send me into a tailspin, but to walk into your home and see that things are in place. Mm-hmm. Um, so when things are not in place, if I got clothes on the floor, I got four or five pairs of shoes in the floor, and I'm kind of just running in, changing and showering and eating and going, then some it doesn't create what I see in my environment is not relaxing and calming. Mm-hmm. So what I had to do was create that calming atmosphere, creating that regiment, candles that smell well. The mm-hmm. entire office, my house, eucalyptus stress candles. I wish I could reach around here and get one of those. So Bath and Body Works, they just had them on sale for $10, the three the three wick candles, $10. Y'all, I'm going to tell you, I bought 15 <laughs> Yeah. I have to create the environment, okay? Yeah. So create the environment ladies sheets clean sheets a clean pillowcase smells every sense that you have needs to be engaged in your calming environment mm-hmm. the feel of your fuzzy blankets there are blankets all over my house mm-hmm. there are blankets here in the office so when someone comes in and they're like oh my gosh i just need a blanket i need a cup of coffee create the mm-hmm. environment the music you listen to yeah is it, you know, are we thug rapping it out? I mean, or are we listening to something calm and jazzy? Um, <laughs> yeah. What are you feeding your mind? What do you feed your mind? What's, what is the one positive book that you have on your nightstand right now that you feed your mind with mm-hmm. other than the Bible? Mm-hmm. Other than the Bible, what else do you have on your nightstand right now that you're reading? Is there anything positive that you're reading? What do you see first thing in the morning? Is there something positive that you read or see first thing in the morning? Do you watch the news first thing in the morning? That's a no-no. Do yeah. you watch the news before you go, right before you go to bed? That's a lot of people's regimen is watching the news. The news has nothing positive. It provokes anxiety. There's always not a whole lot of things that are that are positive there. Um, so what what do you feed your mind and emotions? Yeah. What are your senses saying? What do you smell in the morning? What do you see during the day? What kind of people are you connected to throughout that time? So you have to do a total census of your entire environment that yeah. you are in to create that calming environment. Right. Everything down to the soap you bathe with. Mm-hmm. Does it? What does it smell like in the morning? Is it something fresh, mm-hmm. or do you even pay attention to those things? Mm-hmm. What do you? Is there something positive written in your mirror? Again, you know yeah. what I got written in my mirror. I do know what you have on your mirror. <laughs> she has written on her mirror. I am a CEO. CEO. <laughs> I am a CEO. That has been there for months. Yeah, months since January. I know. Yeah. Um, but I am a CEO. Your mind is your power. Um, so you you must. It is a must. In order to be an emotionally healthy person, you must create the environment for emotional health mm-hmm. to be emotionally healthy. And that takes everything around you. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. And, you know, when you were talking about, you know, creating that environment, you know, those environments that we have control over, you know, our houses, our, our homes, our bedrooms, our offices, our, our, our workspaces, 
uh, perhaps, you know, especially especially those that are in our home, you know, we have control of them and it's easier to be able to decide, you know, what kind of environment we're going to have. But like, you know, most of the time, unless you work from home, like I work from home. So, you know, everything, unless I'm, I'm working with the client or speaking or, or, or traveling, you know, it's, it's in my own space. I have control over it. But for those of us, you know, who are out there in the world, you know, we're, we're in the workplace, uh, even if we own our own business, you know, it's, we're dealing with the public we or you know we we may be still a part-time preneur we're working in our business but we're working for someone else or we're still you know we're working in an office environment how do we create an environment that's healthy for us emotionally when it's not quote our space it's not something that we own and we have complete control over so with with that, um, I have to say, um, you have that has to be found within yourself. Mm-hmm. So even if it, even if it's a workspace, okay, mm-hmm. let's just say you don't own that workspace. There are still things that you can do. Um, sticky notes on your just on the corner of your computer to remind yourself daily that you are a CEO. Mm-hmm. You know, you are you are a, a VIP member, a C suite. Mm-hmm. You know, so what, whatever it takes. Yeah. It, it could just be little subtle things. Mm-hmm. You get a break. Go outside. Go outside. Don't sit at your desk. Don't go to the break room. Go outside and inhale some fresh air. Breathing exercises. I know, you know, people think, you know, oh, that's, that's so elementary just to breathe. But just to breathe. And I don't want to even get into the whole, that's a whole nother lesson I could teach on is, is just breathing, inhaling and exhaling. Um, does wonders for your body and internal organs, for your brain reset, um, needing that oxygen. Go outside yeah. and just take a walk down the sidewalk if you have to. Mm-hmm. You know, even like the, the small things, you can still create that atmosphere yeah. when, it, when that space is still not yours. Yeah. Coffee, my favorite beverage. Um, the warmth of the cup that comes from that in the morning time. Um, if you're able to maybe play some music with you, you know, maybe your headphones on, create something that that is still you still have control over you and yeah. what you do when you're in that environment. Yeah. Um, within, I'm not trying to get nobody fired now. So yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> yeah, y'all, please don't go back to work tomorrow and say it and say. <laughs> And Stephanie told me that I need to bring in all these candles. I need to move all this stuff, you know. But but one of the things that I hope you take away from this, because you know, we're talking about being a CEO, right? And that's just not some fancy title that I'm using just because it sounds cool. I really want you and us to get into the habit of thinking about being able to execute chief executive office all about our actions and being able to make decisions and what i hope you take away from what sheila has just shared with us is this you know even though it may not be your space right it may not be your office per se and there are other people that are you know there along with you whether or not you allow it to determine your peace of mind truly is a decision and an emotional health. And I'm just, you know, I'm just talking from, I'm just talking about me. Cause I remember the time, you know, when I was just, just really unhappy, unhealthy, 
uh, um, and just had a real stank attitude. I just called myself. I just had a real stank attitude about things. And I remember sitting in an office meeting and, you know, this time I literally was in, in the C-suite. So I had the position, I had the salary, I had all the things right that should have made me happy but i was unhappy as i'll get out and i remember you know sitting in this office environment sitting at the table and i'm sitting there looking staying mad you know uh you know if i if it wouldn't have gotten me fired i probably would have been cussing in the meeting and everything but i looked around at all of my co-workers and they were grinning and having a good time and happy and here i was sitting there looking stank right and so that was an aha moment for me that you know what i am allowing these people or this situation or these external things to um affect me emotionally because i don't have to like everybody or like everything that's going on around for me to decide that i'm going to commit to my emotional health so, you know, that's something that we as CEOs of our lives have to commit to doing. And that is making the decision to create the environment, whether we can literally create it or not, because, you know, it begins with 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 us. And you talked, Sheila, uh, briefly about you mentioned about affirmations and, you know, the importance of seeing words. Because like y'all can't really see this. So like what I have. I'm, um, it's got cuss words on it because it's my personal thing. But, you know, if y'all don't know about it, I kind of cuss like I say, I'm real smart. But, you know, I got I got potty mouth. But anyway, what I did like this is you can't read it. Hopefully you can't. But it has kind of what I need to do every day to be a millionaire. And it's things that I need to remind myself about, you know, actions that I need to take. And one of the things on there is about you know, decide making decisions that align with what it is I say I want to do. Now, now I'm real fancy. You know, I always gotta have. I got a. I got a logo, <laughs> and all kind of stuff. It doesn't have to be that. But I know when I uh, when I had my office, uh, even every office I've ever had, I would always make little Bible verses if it was a scripture or just sayings or quotes, and I would put them up on my on my bulletin board so that I could remind myself mm -hmm. of what of the thoughts that I needed to hear. So just real um, quickly, you know, what 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 do affirmations really do from a therapist perspective? You know, just how oh, important wow. are those? Wow, I, I that is one of my biggest um, things that I do recommend in therapy. So I want to back up just a little bit before I get into affirmations. Um, when, we, when we talk about being in control of our environment, you have to also think about, are you, are you going to relinquish that power? Mm -hmm. Is that small thing going to be that powerful to control you? Are you going to allow that situation to truly control? If so, then I don't know how many people want to, give up that kind of power right. to a particular situation to control how they behave and act. Well, I'm going to tell them about they feel. No. Yeah. No. So you mean, anyway. You mean we can't tell them about themselves? Come on now. Come on. Let me tell them about themselves. Come on. <laughs> not, not when it takes away from who you are and, and it causes distress in your emotional health. Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. Right. No. 
Um, now, if you are defending yourself in something, that's a totally different story. I, I have to, um, yeah, that, that, that was a totally different story. So, okay. um, but what I want to talk about, positive affirmations, let's get back to that. My positive affirmation, I'm going to tell you a little story. I took my, a lot of people don't know this about me, but I took my LCSW exam three times. Mm-hmm. I took it three times. One time I missed it by three points. No, the first time I missed it by seven points. The next time I missed it by three points. The third time I passed it. Mm-hmm. It was it was so profound to me. Um, my my positive affirmation during that time was a Bible verse, mm-hmm. and it still is. Um, so much so that, and I'm chicken to go and get it done. Was I wanted it tattooed on my on my left arm because I'm right-handed. Uh-huh. So anytime I would get nervous, no one would ever see it, but it would be in the inside of my arm. Uh-huh. And it was, God is with her. She will not fail. Uh, yes. Psalm 46.5. And so I constantly told myself, no matter what the circumstance is, I still have not failed. Mm-hmm. I have retake that test over and over again in order to assure that in this place that I'm in now, I know what I know. And when I open my mouth, mm-hmm. it, it prepared me to, to be as proficient as I possibly could mm-hmm. in knowing the theory and knowing why I'm doing what I'm doing mm-hmm. and, and making good clinical decisions. And I think the, the pursuit that I had in studying for that test mm-hmm. days in and days out flashcards. If I was at a doctor's office, I stopped at a red light. I was flipping through cards, yeah. reading, reading different definitions. Um, it, I just absolutely became a fanatic and absorbed all of that information. Nobody can beat me in ethics. Yeah. I can quote the code of ethics, social work code of ethics, like the Lord's prayer in my life. So, <laughs> but, yeah. but I had to know that information in mm-hmm. order to pass that test. So now it, knowing all of that information has opened up so many doors for me mm-hmm. that now I have I have received the license to do supervision in the state of Mississippi for social workers. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the main things is how to pass that test. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and I just, just want to say, you know, first of all, one of the great lessons that a CEO must learn that Sheila has just laid it all out there for us. And I hope you really take away the power of this. She ain't shame. And yes, oh. I can't speak the King's English. Okay. But I just <laughs> have to say it like that. She ain't shame about sharing the right. fact that she didn't get to her goal the first time and she didn't get to it the second time. She got to it on the third time. But here's the thing. She got to it. And as a CEO, as a CEO of your life, you know, we have to embrace that failures truly aren't failures. She, quote, failed the test. Well, she didn't really fail it. She just didn't pass it by seven points. Okay. All right. And somebody got the license the day she didn't because they passed it by one point. All right. Does she know any less? Do they know any more? No, they just it's it's all about performance on that day. And that's Mm -hmm. something that we have to. That is an important part of our emotional health, because you have to be emotionally strong to be able to share what some may perceive 
as a failure and try to judge you against it. But what she has done is propel that the fact that she had to go through it in the way that she did not only propelled her to actually get the license, but because of what she learned along the way, it elevated her to be able to do something even greater because if she passed it the first time, you know, um, she may not have been in the given the opportunity that she has now because of you know she didn't get a chance to learn the lessons that she did along the way so that's something that i just really 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 want to point out that as ceos first of all we shouldn't be shamed okay because there's power in our stories and there's power in being able to dust yourself off and try again Okay, so I'm going to put a pin in there for a moment because it's time for a word from our sponsor. So I just want to remind you that today's episode of Conversations from the C-Suite was brought to you by C-Suite Women's Academy, where women go to learn to be the CEOs of your life. It is for aspiring, emerging and established leaders who want to move to the head of their table. For more information, please go to www.csuitewomensacademy.com. Again, that's csuitewomensacademy.com. And if you're interested in being a sponsor for Conversations from the C-Suite, please send an email with the subject line CSS Sponsorship to Stephanie at drstephaniedbarnes.com. So I know that we've got some awesome, awesome listeners out there. I see y'all out there. I see you, boo. So I, I want to just take a moment to appreciate all the guests who have joined us. And I see a couple of questions in there. And I encourage you to keep them coming. We're going to make sure that we answer those questions. I just want to give a shout out to Monique Cooks Johnson. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We've got Katie Hargraves Jenkins. Thank you so much for coming into the conversation in the C-suite. Erica Fairley. Turner. Thank you so much. And she says, I seek peace in all that I do. And that's right. Emotional health is about seeking peace. And I also want to give a shout out to Donnie Lewis, uh, who has joined us tonight. And then uh, I got to make sure I can see it here. Um, Robin Brozick. So thank you. Thank you so much for joining. I know there's some others out there. You may not be popping up there in the feed, but we just appreciate you. And Get somebody else to join the conversation because there's power when women gather and there's power in our stories and powers in our conversation. And I do want to remind you, if you have questions, we're going to get to your question, Donnie. I see that there. Uh, but if you have questions, please put them in the feed and we'll give you an opportunity to join the conversation. So now I want to switch, switch hats a little bit and, you know, and talk about something that I think can be a little controversial sometimes for people. It can be also something that can be a little heart wrenching for people. And that is sometimes in order to improve our emotional health, we have to detox from some people. And oh. you touched on this earlier. You touched on this earlier. But, you know, it's, it's hard sometimes because sometimes it's folks we love. Sometimes it's folks we thank good to us. They may be good in some ways, but they, they really ain't. But, you know, but how do we how do we really broach this 
important step of detoxing ourselves from stinking people. And I know the word technically is stinking, but they stinking. They stinking in their attitude. They stinking up your space and they just stinking things up. So, you know, when you got stinking folks around you that are your friends, people uh, and there may be your family member. You may be sleeping in the bed to, like, next to them some nights, you know, <laughs> or every night. <laughs> you know, how do you, what do you do in order to detox your way, detox yourself from the unhealthy relationships that are costing you your emotional health? Wow. First, I want to say everything good to you ain't good for you. Yes, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a drink to that. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> yes, everything good to you ain't good for you. All right, and that, and that's, that's from, yes, yes. I can I can speak the king's English also, but we don't make it real. Um, so I want yes, be disconnecting. Wow, that is tough, especially. When your heart is attached to it, mm-hmm. um, sometimes we may have to. I had a question from uh, someone saying uh, about their sons on drugs and mm-hmm. having a hard time, and we keep digging them out of these situations, um, so forth and so on. And you know, so what do I what do I do with that? What do I do with that? So the next question I ask them is, "What do you want?" Mm-hmm. And usually. They People will come back with stuff like, well, I just want to be happy. Well, hell, being happy because I get my coffee in the morning and I'm happy. Yeah. You know, you're going to give me you're gonna give me more details as a therapist that I just want to be happy. Well, I want to see him in a healthy place. Okay, this is what you want. What does he want for himself? You can want it all you want to. And if he does not want it or they don't want to make changes in their lives that are affecting you, you need to be the one to evaluate what is it that you want. Yeah. To be happy is not an answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like like my teacher, my my tenth grade teacher said, you need to be Pacific. You need to be Pacific. You Pacific. You need to be Pacific. You you got to be. Um, in order to get what you want, and then are you willing to? To, to make those changes mm-hmm. in order to get what you want. Mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer. Yeah, I want to put a pin in that right there before you move on. Did y'all hear the question that she just asked? You know, are you really willing to take the actions to make it happen? Because I think that's why a lot of us stay stuck in emotionally unhealthy situations is we say we want to be happy. We say we want peace in our lives, but our actions don't line up to it because we continue to do the same thing. You know, it's about insanity. Do the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Well, when you get comfortable in chaos, I love that. That's what that's what that's the term Sheila has introduced us getting comfortable in chaos. Well, when you're comfortable in chaos, you know, it it takes action on your part. And that's what being the CEO of your life truly means is. Not to just make the decision about what it is that you want, but make the decision to take the action that is required to get what you want. So I just, I I do apologize for stopping you, but I just that was just such a critical point because you know 
it's all about taking those actions and you can you can be aspirational but chief it's not the it's not the cao the chief aspirational officer it's the chief expiration officer. you and you you be aspirational you're gonna be out on your you know you gonna okay i won't say but anyway you you're gonna be ass out you know so you know the thing is that you really gotta focus on that execution actually doing something so i take the pen out go on <laughs> so and even in therapy so i asked the question what do you want all right mm -hmm. um and are you willing to make the changes mm -hmm. and so then we start a what kind of is a treatment plan or um a plan of action to get what you want mm -hmm. so you start as a ceo you start to build your own strategic plan. Yes. And if you own a business of any sort, you have a business plan or you have a strategic plan in place mm -hmm. that guides, it has limits, it has a step-by-step, -step, it defines what it is, where you're going and how you're going to get there. So we do that in therapy. Mm -hmm. We construct a plan to say, are you willing to make those changes? And what do those changes look like for you? Mm -hmm. So to say, I just want to be happy, that ain't going to happen. That's aspirational. It's, that aspiration, exactly. <laughs> um, and it's kind of it's kind of like going in Walmart without a list. Oh, Lord. You're going to lose you all go in Walmart. If you can't, if, that, if your answer is, I just want to be happy, yeah. then that's like going in Walmart without a list. You yeah. go to Walmart, you're supposed to be getting eggs, milk, bread, uh, and some socks, which is on the other side of the store. Mm -hmm. So you go and you you might get some eggs, and then so then you turn down another aisle, and now you end up over in the fishing aisle, and yeah. they had some fishing lures on sale that you was going to get, but you don't even fish. Yeah. <laughs> you, you get stuff that's not even defined on your list so to say i just want to be happy yeah that you gonna end up with some stuff that you really don't want you fishing you be like well i'm gonna try some fishing that's right. not in your plan yeah. that's not what you went to walmart for right so be very specific, <laughs> specific. Yeah. be very specific about what you want mm -hmm. and are you willing to make the changes um another thing is be careful what you ask for. Mm -hmm. mm. Be careful what you ask for in your emotional healthiness. Um, mm -hmm. I want to go back to the power and the story. And um, I'm, I have learned that my, my success in, as being a CEO, there is power in my story. Mm -hmm. I, I was one that was ashamed to share the story. Um, but I will forever be grateful to uh, two women that I met at Success Women's Conference, Dr. Stephanie Barnes here tonight and Cheryl Wood, mm -hmm. who taught me that there is power in the story. Mm -hmm. That there is power in being emotionally healthy and making those changes and implementing those changes, mm -hmm. stepping out um, away from chaotic people turn in. I watch TV. Mm -hmm. It's not chaotic for me, but I just make a choice that um, I want. There's certain things that I want and that distracts my time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
a lot of times I can't be on Facebook all the time. Yeah. That, that takes away from my time and what it is that I want. So that's part of my what do I want and am I willing to make the changes? I don't have to watch television. Mm-hmm. What, I, what I do need is my goal for 2019 is that million dollars. Yes. That's what we need. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> so we we have there's certain things that you have to do mm-hmm. um, in order to get to that point. Um, yeah. So make, so make those changes. Don't be afraid to make those changes. Don't be afraid to step out on it. Don't be afraid to come to grips with your own truth. To say, I just got some stuff that I am confused about. It's dysfunctional. My life is crazy. I need to be able to have someone help me figure this stuff out. Yeah. Not your girlfriends, not your girlfriends that, you know, you can go and talk to them about different things mm-hmm. as a support system, but to help you through those true dysfunctional, emotional, you need a third party on the outside that kind of doesn't know anything about you. Yeah. And you'll go in there and just be truly transparent and open. Um, again, that was one of my healing points too in um, being emotionally healthy was um, I had an awful breakup. I, it was so awful. You know, I had poured everything into this, everything that's that's good to you ain't good for you, okay? He was one of them. Hashtag everything that's good to you ain't good for you. Okay, go on. <laughs> Absolutely. I allowed, let me take that back. I gave him the power right. that allowed that situation to absolutely break me. Mm-hmm. But the beautiful thing about being broken is you get to put yes. the piece back together the yes. way you want them together. Yes. Um, so I, I sought professional help and, uh, she has become not only an amazing colleague of mine, but she is an outstanding friend now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I had to get to the lowest point of the low with feeling, you know, back to our last session of feeling mm-hmm. suicidal in our CEO life, mm-hmm. but feeling suicidal and not almost losing a house and all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. that, um, that really brought me to grips with the fact that I, I got to make some changes. Mm-hmm. And you know, so and I had, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I had to bear my ugly truths. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's something, you know, as the CEO of, of your life, you have to do, because if you think about any disaster that's ever happened with a company, BP oil spill, uh, Exxon mobile, um, you know, the, any any company who has to go before the press and talk about it the ceo they don't really get the yeah. option of hiding it behind their desk and sending out the communications person sometimes they will but ultimately the buck stops with the ceo and that's something that is really important for you to understand is that the only person well the one person who is responsible for your emotional health is you as a ceo of your life and that in order for you to be able to fix it, you've got to face it. Because a saying that I always have, you cannot fix what you will not face. You cannot fix what you will not face. And as the CEO of your life, sometimes you just have to be honest and say, 
I am broken in this area. I am broken. And as Sheila mentioned, that you're broken just means that there is something to be fixed, something to be redeemed and to be restored. Now, I want to make sure that we get to our and our questions from the audience. So as CEOs, you have to take yourself off mute because we want to hear from you. So we are going to take some guest questions. And we had one person, Donnie, who was uh, brave to put a question in the feed. So I'm going to read that question to you, Dr. Sheila. Let's say, look at that. I called it into existence. Sheila, yeah, she she will be Dr. Sheila Rivers. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> uh, but, um, but the question that Donnie has for us is how many people have truly experienced the peace that you speak of, that we've been talking about this emotional health. How many people truly experience it and how do you get it? Great question. Wow, the ultimate, um, when I think of uh, true self, I think of the Maslow hierarchy of needs. Yeah. And, and, yes, and that that's that top layer that we speak of there. Um, so there are there are few that see it um, to one hundred percent. Okay, because I think we all truly work on ourselves, working on dysfunctional things, dysfunctional thought processes. That we to be one hundred percent all knowing, all being, all peaceful all the time, we'd have to be a monk, mm. I think, to be in that very present place. But we have things that in our environment that affect us all the time. So um, to say 100%, um, I don't have a number, Donnie, um, but there are several people that reach a level of peace within themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, of being peaceful or learning tools in order to stay in a peaceful place. Um, so my kids call my uh, my uh, alter ego Rachel. Rachel don't come out no more. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! <laughs> so we we uh, we you know we learn to keep our Rachels under control. Uh-huh. Um, you know, she's she's buried, but you know you you have to. We, we learn skills in place um, to create those environments. There are just certain things that I just won't allow in my environment. Mm-hmm. Dysfunctional, chaotic people. If I see your life is always chaotic, I can't really stay on the phone with you because you disrupt my spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yes, yes. If it's not professional, because, you know, especially people that are co- connected to me personally, I, there's I have a certain pull in my heart to, to want to say, some therapy <laughs> and, and that's not always accepting when there's folks that you love that don't that won't get that help so mm-hmm. I, I have to I have to disconnect mm-hmm. I have to disconnect or I set some very good boundaries it is mm-hmm. vitally important it's setting boundaries with dysfunctional people or dysfunctional environments where you just can't do and can't certain things you just can't do and go where all, all of everywhere so um getting to that place Sonny is a practice every day. You practice that every day. From the minute I wake up in the morning, there's something positive that I read. There is something positive that I see when I'm brushing my teeth in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Y'all know I'm CEO. I'm CEO. 
Another one, I'm, I'm on the journey of um, I've hired a trainer. I'm, you know, trying to work on weight. Um, I said this morning I had a quick little Facebook post. I'm on team. I'm tired of being fat. That is not <laughs> that is not what what you what what you see in me, but fat is what I see in myself. Okay, so that doesn't discount or I'm not down in myself or anything like that. But I need to be in a healthier place. Uh, we have um, a workshop that says, "Girl, get your life together." Part of that is mind, body, soul, finance. I can't mm-hmm. tell people as a leader that you know you need to live healthier, you know, in your body. And here I am as the leader of this, and I don't do, I don't, I don't demonstrate those same skills. So, mm-hmm. being how many people experience this true experience of peace you speak of? Um, 100% of the time, you're not going to always be in a peaceful place. But I do believe that 100% of the time, you can always practice attempting yeah. to be in that place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and how do we get it? Well, that's, again, we, that was kind of, I think we reiterate that in the previous discussion is everything in your being, what you see, or your senses pick up everything around you, which plays into your emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, so if there's a bear behind you, you see the bear, you hear the bear, you automatically respond, I'm going to run yeah. or yeah. I'm going to fight the bear or I'm going to freeze. Right. Okay. But if you never saw the bear and he laying on the side and he never growled, that doesn't play into your senses. Mm-hmm. You and just kind of keep walking through like you on a regular hike. You didn't see him. You didn't hear him. He's not a threat. Mm-hmm. Creating that personal, that, that space also is the same way. Everything you see, hear, feel, taste um, creates this positive, peaceful environment. So I would say everything that you can touch in, in your senses is those are the things that you need to touch into um, in your life yeah. to create that environment. Yeah. yeah, and I think, you know, the, the ultimate thing to take away here for all of us is that it is a choice. It is a choice that we have to figure out how do we uh, create that peace? How do we maintain it? And and to really be committed to to seeing that when it is beginning to elude us, when things are beginning to erode it for us again to take action, because it's not something you know that I've appreciated even from my own experiences. I have a peace in my life now because I choose to be peaceful. I choose to do things like I run. I do Tai Chi, I breathe, I meditate, I pray, you know, and, and I have to plead the blood of Jesus over a lot of folks so I don't stab them in the neck. I'm not really going to stab them in the neck. You know, that's, that's metaphorical. But, you know, but it's, Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. Right. So, but it's all about our choices. And, uh, and we can choose to allow life, people, situations to erode our emotional health. Or we can choose to be committed to to maintaining it and to improving it and to having it be what we deserve. This isn't even so much about what you should have, but it's just about what you deserve. So, of course, you know, we've, we've talked a lot and, and gotten into some really great things and always really great conversation. And we're getting to the end of our hour because this is an hour pa- a power packed hour. Although this is something we could talk about for hours. <laughs> Um, And and remember, as we did last time, we will continue the conversation. So if you if you think of a question, whether you're watching it live or watching it on the replay, 
make sure you put your question in the feed and we'll go back through there and, and answer them for you. But uh, Sheila, I just want to just again say thank you so much for, for being on the show tonight. Uh, and of course, I know that our guests love you and want to continue to keep in contact with you and, and, and learn about you. So how um, is there any parting thoughts that you want to share for one? And then how can people get in contact with you? Create the environment and you, you have to work at creating the environment. This isn't something that just kind of comes overnight. Um, you have to work at creating the environment, seeking those opportunities um, to change your, change your environment, to obtain what it is you want. Mm -hmm. Are you willing to make the sacrifices to make those changes? Okay. Um, to get in contact with me, it's uh, email address. You can go Sheila and it's S-H-E-L-I-A dot Rivers, R-I-V-E-R-S at RiversPsychotherapy.com. Or you can reach us at 707-728-5131. You can also go to our Facebook page at River Psychotherapy Services. Um, I'm also on Facebook as Sheila the Therapist. Um, and we also have a web page, uh, com. So if you need to, you can't get us through all of that. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> That's right. But remember, it's Sheila Rivers at Rivers Psychotherapy. And Sheila, again, I just want to thank you so much. It's always a pleasure mm -hmm. to talk to you. I'm always even more enlightened. And, you know, even though this is the conversation that we're having with everybody, it's always helpful to me. So thank you so much for joining me in the C-suite. And as always, love you, girl. You are fabulous. You are a CEO. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. We'll see you next time. All right. So everybody, I just want to thank you all so much for joining us on this episode of conversations from the c-suite girlfriend's guide to the c-suite life and of course this episode was brought to you by c-suite women's academy where aspiring emerging and established leaders who want to create a framework for a successful career go to be the ceos of their lives and you can go to more get more information at c-suitewomensacademy.com so we want to just thank you so much for joining us here in the C-Suite where women create the lives, careers, and businesses they desire and deserve. But this is more than just talk. It's conversations from the C-Suite. We want to equip women to make CEO moves. So especially tonight, making that CEO move, we want you to feel something, be motivated, learn something, be educated, but most of all, do something, take action. So after tonight, make some CEO moves, create your circles of influence, make sure that you are around other CEOs of people who want to be CEOs, your influence, your circles of influence, truly influence your life. And as we talked about tonight, your emotional health, we want you to educate and empower yourself to elevation and operationalize what you learn. Take action on what you've learned tonight and do something with it. Otherwise, you've just sat here and talked and maybe had a few adult beverages. But remember, make sure that you take action. 
Until next time, I just want to thank you so much for joining us here at Conversations from the C-Suite. And I am your host with the most, Dr. Stephanie D. Barnes. And I just want to thank you so much for being here. And if you didn't get your questions answered or you have some questions later, please put them in the feed. We will get back to them certainly as as soon as we can. And you can hang around for a little bit because we'll be doing a little closeout and we'll make sure that we comment. But remember, the power is not in the conversation, but in your CEO moves. Don't just talk about it. Be about it. Don't wait. Wait broke the scale. Now, now is the best time to do what you need to do that you know what needs to be done because your life is the product of your choices. So choose to be the CEO of your life. Until next time.